Welcome to this week's episode of Esports Wrap, everyone. I am your host, Michael Amorgan. And with us this week, we have our guest on the show who's been here a few times already, who likes to go inside of our chat <laughs> and big up Dwan and a few of our other co-hosts. It's Nally. Hey, thanks to be here, Jim. <laughs> now, for those of you wondering, normally I bring Nally in when we talk Hearthstone. This week, we're changing things up just a little bit. Um, he's actually going to be talking about one of our well, one of a, a regular topic, and that topic this week is mods and cheating in video games. Essentially, we're going to be talking about how that affects games on a whole. Now, we'll start this off. Nali, have you ever modded or cheated in a video game, even it if it's single player? It depends. Is it is, does it count for mobile? yes then yes explain uh well being on an iphone and having recently jailbroken i've had a lot of access to a lot of non-accessible things that most wouldn't have access to if that makes any sense so uh to put in perspective let's just say i'm playing a game and you need some coins instead of going through the in-game purchase aspect i can just take my 20 coins and make it say 400 coins <laughs> understood, that way understood i can enjoy the game a little better without having to grind out hours and hours of it but in my defense and i guess it's not really fair i don't really see mobile games as that serious so you know sorry to all those that may i know there's a lot of people that enjoy their mobile games and they do take their mobile games serious but eh, it's mobile <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, yeah, I've done it. Generally, I think only in single player games. Um I have probably modded more than I've cheated. Um now you're probably for those watching, you may be wondering what or listening in via the podcast, you might be wondering what's the actual between modding and cheating. And to me at least, modding is when you are pretty much just enhancing something that's that's already there not necessarily that you're going in making things uh you're giving yourself extra coins you're making your character op or overpowered or uh things like that it's like saying okay well i want to change the way that this flower looks uh i want to add a pack inside here that allows me to uh, i'll use minecraft as a great example there because there are a ton of mods for minecraft and Granted, Minecraft is not a game that I actively play. I just know a lot about the community and what they do. For some reason. Um, they quite literally will create packs. And the base game just has you with the stereotypical like armor, uh, pickaxe, sword, shield, and you craft stuff. People have made it to where in the game now you can quite literally build an airplane and go flying in the sky. <laughs> and like all these yes. extra things that aren't in the actual game but are mods and they're not cheating they're just mods they're additions to the game that enhance the gameplay without breaking the game in a sense or making it unfair for other players exactly exactly um, um 
I remember my first interaction with um, uh, on first time seeing mods was uh, Smosh Games, and they did it all the time. They they had like the pirate ship, and I think that one was the coolest in Minecraft. And they couldn't figure out how to steer it, but then they had to craft the steering wheel in a specific <laughs> way. Once they got the steering wheel working, then they would just ride the ship from island to location to location, and then they would encounter they would they encountered other players with. Uh, pirate ship so they ended up getting raided and I, thing. And, I said, and I said to myself this is what you know the freedom to mod is you know that's how you enhance the gameplay and you get other i guess i started to play it and i even and hopped in a, a, on a server that had the pirate ships and it was a hell of a hell of a lot of fun you were able to build your beds put them on your ship fall asleep wake up on the ship so if ever you died anywhere else you would still end up back on your ship not having to worry so that's a good thing that's actually you know, in pretty some cool. Cases. That's actually yeah. no, that, that legit is actually pretty cool. Exactly. So in those situations, modding modding is okay. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Grand Theft Auto mods, which are the next is the other game that has awesome mods. Off Elaborate, of please. <laughs> off of servers, uh, there was the Thanos mod. I was watching someone do a Thanos mod. It was, it was legit. Uh, he had full gauntlet control. Uh, he did the snap. Half of the players in the half of the the, the AIs in the game returned to dust. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he could create black holes. He could drop meteors of different sizes. It was it was legit. And he was essentially inev- uh, invincible. But it was only a single player mode, and it was hella fun to watch. And I was like, you know what? That would definitely make me go play some GTA if I didn't play GTA much. So, like, things like that that do enhance the gameplay. For you, you could just go in and have fun. They had the Hulk mod, the Flash mod. Like, taking a character and being a superhero outside of a superhero game when you have an open world is pretty good. But then that still raises the question. So, if I'm in a single-player world, what does cheating really affect anything? Like, let's say God of War, and I just make, you know, myself all-powerful in it. How does that really affect things? What, what's it, your take on that? Well, it, I think the only way it affects is if your single player score goes to a global rank. Like, uh, I know there's a points system in a lot of games where your rank, or uh, however best you beat the game, goes to a global rank. Uh, I remember Ninja Gaiden 3 had that system where however how, how fast you beat the game and how many points you accumulated while beating the game went toward a global rank. I think I placed like top four, 300, because it was ridiculous. But in that sense, then, you know, modding is obviously cheating because you're doing it to improve your global rank. But when the global rank doesn't count, then, you know, I, I, in my opinion, no one should have a problem with it. If I decide I, on my computer by myself, want to break my own game that I paid for, then, you know, who are you to tell me, oh, stop doing that? No. Okay, fair enough. And I actually agree with that. Um, <clears throat> because essentially what it is happening is that you're you're taking the game that you are playing and playing it how you want to play it. Now, if that means that you're not actually playing it the way it's intended to play, and you're probably ruining some of the experiences for you, like some of the more difficult fights that are actually meant to, like at the end of it, feel like you've actually done something worthwhile. Um then i mean that's up to you but again you know, like 
I would say, you know, in my opinion, try to beat the game barely. And if you can't, or you have a very hard and difficult time to, then maybe take a look at the cheat. Mod. I prefer mod. Yeah. In that case, it's a mod. Like, it's very, it's very different. Uh, most people don't see it as such, but it is very different. No, when I say that, like, okay, so I'll, I'll go back to using a, a God of War example. Let's say you start off with um, facing a boss with everything, all the items that you would have collected up to a certain point. Mm -hmm. You save the game, you plug it in, you uh, boost your character using certain methods. You plug it back in, upload the save data to your PS4. For and now your character's got the buff. Like, they're, they're all powerful. And then you roll through the boss. That's cheating. That's not really a mod. Okay. Uh, uh, again, does it affect any other players? That's no, the difference. But that's what so I'm saying. That's the difference. That's what I'm saying. Like, I personally would hold off doing that kind of cheat until I reach the point where I cannot by myself beat something. Okay. I could I could agree. I could agree to that. Uh, I'll use again Ninja Gaiden 3 as an example. It was like when it came out, it was classified as one of the most difficult games to beat. Uh, its hardcore mode was exactly that. If you manage to make it two to three steps without getting your head cut off, you were lucky. Like it required full focus, full attention every second. You couldn't drop your guard for a second. The normal fight scenes that weren't all that difficult became extremely difficult. The fight scenes that required, say, uh, six attack combo now turned into 24. So just, just like it was that it was that level, you know, the extra points that you would get if you decide to go down a corridor, you now stop and think to yourself, is it really worth it? Because I can't save <laughs> going down that corridor. So you know what? I think I'm going to leave that corridor alone. I don't I know what's down there, but it ain't worth it. That's the level the game was at. And modding that, you know, I guess for some people would have made it more satisfying. But being able to beat the game in its entirety is fun. But for some people, they can't do it. You know, I played each mode. Each mode, you, you had to play easy, uh, normal, hard to unlock hardcore. And I think till this day, I still couldn't get past the very final stage. And I just kind of left it on my uh, xbox 360 but mm. it was it was good it was a hell of an experience i think i put in some at least 180 hours <laughs> just to get through all of it and i still wasn't able to complete it but you know not modern it still made no difference for me and then there comes to the points where it's not quite the same thing like you are actually actively going out and playing against other players filthy dirty sleazy hacker <laughs> essentially like there was there was actually a case that's been making news um rounds recently where someone was at a um a tournament of all places and we're using an aim um aim assist hack <laughs> and he got found out I think uh, if that's Rainbow Six, then yeah, I, remember, I I actually watched the competition when it happened. That was um, Optic India's team, if I remember correctly. Yes. 
and I'm kind of becoming more active in the Rainbow Six. There's very difficult to keep track of in the Bahamas because there's very few players. Uh, but I have a squad that I roll with. Some of them from from Europe and then some are from the US. So it's usually pretty good. But watching, I don't know how he was able to do it though. Like they monitor the computers, but for him to be able to go there and plug that aimbot in and run it and like during the tournament, the uh, battle eye, which is the you know the cheat system, was able to detect you and ban you mid-tournament. That is the greatest dishonor you could bring to anybody, your family, your grandkids. No one's gonna live that down. They actively <laughs> like disbanded the entire team because of that. Oh, I didn't know that. I know they. I know the guy got banned. And yeah, no. They said Look. all the other team members were let they were let go to pursue and any other interests that they want mm. probably to make sure that you know hey they're not like going to be you know they weren't going to get backlash from it gotcha because yeah being, a like, part, being on the team with a cheater everybody else is a cheater yeah, exactly I can understand that. but i mean you guys you got some big gojones to try and pull that off oh. in a tournament like oh. it's it's hilarious and there's nothing funnier than watching uh streamers who run mods, who run uh, hacks not mods but hacks and try to justify it and it's like dude we're watching you wall bang someone like your back is turned and you spin around and all of a sudden you get a, a straight headshot navi delete the game stop no one thinks you're cool everybody unfollow take your subscription back Complain to Twitch, he gets banned, the whole shebang. It ain't worth it. Like, if you want to do that by yourself, then fine. Or do it off stream. No, you know what? Doing it on the whole is terrible. Exactly. So I only say do it off stream. Doing it on the whole is terrible. Like, just to improve some rank is terrible. Like, I've I've grinded my way through uh, Rainbow Six, and it's not easy. You have to understand your angles, your corners, you know, what materials are destructible from what aren't, what you can get, shoot, what you can get take bullets from. Uh, my controller is almost beat down, but it's it's putting in that work. Uh, my trigger fire is improved, stuff like that. Like you can't, like you could obviously mod that, but then you take away from the real learning experience. So when you hop in a match or someone say, "Yo, let's go play a quick match," you don't have your aimbots and you get destroyed. Then mm -hmm. you get found out. So it makes you look retarded. Oh, sorry, it makes you look a, a terrible player. But when you could hop on, say, PS4 or any other system and be able to pull off the same gameplay, then it proves you're a good player. You know, and that's why, you know, I don't really support hacks. Like, if you want to play for you, that's fine. Do for you. Mod your own game for your experience. But don't mod it for everybody else's experience. Because you have persons that are trying to get into the game and it's like, you know what, let me take me, hop on and catch a play. You come there with your heart, with your hacks. You're already terrible, and the game's doing all the work. Now they say, you know what? This probably isn't for me. You're taking an ex uh, a legitimate experience from someone that wants to enjoy a game. So mm -hmm. that that's the real problem with you know. I mean, sorry to say it for a lot of you PC players. Like that's you know the master race is definitely the masters in some cases. <laughs> well, that actually brings up a point that um. I was actually on another show by another Bahamian um, Sunday, I think. And one of the parts came up, you know, that the reason why Sony 
may have not wanted crossplay is because people hack a lot on PC. Yep. And while I gave like a different train of thought as to why Sony probably acted like that, it still rang a bell in my head as you know, that's actually a fair point. Because yeah, sure, people can hack on PS4 and stuff like that. But typically the hacks are mainly client based. They're not gonna really affect um how Server well you base. aim or something like that like Agreed. there's no real hacks for ps4 and overwatch or on uh xbox they're like they've cracked down on that a lot any unsanctioned scripts or any unsigned any unsigned specifically signed uh files or or, or anything like that and the system is not going to recognize it it'll essentially your account will essentially essentially be banned like the second it touches the internet it's banned so if you do, you have to do it offline, then delete it, make sure your system is fully restored, and then go back online. That's too much work. <laughs> it really is. It's unnecessarily. So, but then there are mods that are helpful. So, for example, with this one, uh, I won't just go with Minecraft. I'll actually go to World of Warcraft. Okay. They have an entire add-on system that you can just, like, enhance your gameplay you can you can quite literally change the ui you can um have warnings for raids and this is something that was actually pretty big and as of months ago one of the biggest developers of a, a raid add-on called deadly boss mod um you know things were happening in his life and he wasn't really able to put forth the effort and time into that add-on anymore which was used by many of the, the top rating guilds in the world, and even just by casual players when they go into anything from dungeons to, uh, to actual raids, stuff like that. It's because this thing will actually uh, give you heads up. Hey, so there's going to be something toxic happening. Hey, you need to move out of the fire. Hey, the boss is going to do this type of attack. You need to stack up. So it gives you warnings ahead of time, or like if you're you're screwing up, essentially it tells you, "Hey, stop screwing up." And he wasn't able to really put forth the effort and time into that anymore because of real life stuff, and most of it was mainly because of money. Like he wasn't he wasn't able to really put that effort into it anymore. Eventually, it got up onto Reddit, and. <laughs> He's gotten donations, like out the wazoo, Blizzard, and I think it was MSI sent him a new rate, like new top of the line computer and monitor and mouse and keyboard and all this stuff to make sure he's able to get the best data for this add-on that he possibly can. This like, at the end of the day, I think he came close to value-wise, uh, anywhere between ten to $20,000 worth of stuff that's pretty damn good but that's just showing how much love there was for these mods these yeah. things that just are enhancements to an actual game that no one even really thought about that's true uh, you know similar to the deck tracker for hearthstone exactly you know, a, a lot of people feel like the deck tracking system is a cheat because it does the work that you're supposed to do yourself but uh you know as ben bro put it himself as long as it doesn't affect the other users gameplay then 
or you know can essentially do anything that you can do on a pen and paper it's not a cheat uh, blizzard will never see it as a cheat deck tracker essentially does what you can do with a pen and paper just makes it easier especially for newer players uh um play uh who did i play the other day one of the new, i played one of the new guys in the group the other day and i decided to turn off the deck tracker just to you know i don't want to take advantage of knowing exactly what he was playing when he played it i decided to follow the follow it and it worked out pretty good uh after the match i forgot to turn it back on i hopped on ladder and i was still able to keep track so deck tracker essentially just helped me learn what decks run what anything new then i'd know what to anticipate because of what the meta was so you know it it it's a good and a bad thing you have some that come become too dependent on it can't play without it and for them it's going to be more difficult in the long run if they decide to go any further but you know like in those instances i understand what you're saying like if deck tracker were to go down today or tomorrow a lot of people will be, will be lost uh if it it's not updated for the next expansion then that's pretty much it <laughs> just yep. call it a day pack it up and leave it alone now there was one add-on i i don't know if i should call it an add-on but definitely something that enhanced your abilities and this was on um overwatch have you heard of it? something called visor i've heard of it it sounds very familiar okay so the general premise behind visor was you play your game it has an overlay over the game and it gives you tips during the game to say okay well your team your your team is essentially leaving you behind you need to st keep with your team oh your healer's being killed too often you know back up your healer um your opponents are streaming in one by one you should maybe try to like be a bit, bit more aggressive and take them out that kind of thing and then it would give you ideas based on the the different characters that you had and say like what your what suggestions they have for you um what's your win loss rating that kind of thing just a lot of statistical information that apparently some overwatch league uh teams were actually using this before it became really popular and once it became popular blizzard then said hey that's elite. that's that's spannable it's 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 a cheat yeah it's a cheat like it's essentially like having a uh play bot in hearthstone like the game it uh, it anything that tells you what's the best thing to play or what decision to make is a cheat like as long as it doesn't tell you okay this is the combination you need to make to get lethal like the puzzle labs like you have to know and think about the game mechanics and different things that you need to know to understand how to beat it if it tells you how to beat it it's a cheat essentially yep and so, so sorry no, no, no. I was just saying, so it telling you, you know, okay, this person's dying too much back. No, that's cheating. That's, you know, coach, that's background coaching. <laughs> yeah. It, it's made as a coaching app. Well, yeah, coaching that's, program. That's a no. That's a no, no. Well, in my book, that's a no, no. If Blizzard says it's a no, no, then it's definitely a no. So what they've done now is instead of it doing it live, you stream to it. It records the information, processes it using its AI because it's using AI to do it. 
and then gives you the information after that you can then like review it and see where you were messing up mm -hmm. so in that case it's more like a coach than before well it's more like a let's play through and see yeah. how you you were messing it's up it's an af it's a it's a what do, you, what do you call it uh post game yes post game review yeah that's fine which which is more acceptable as, yeah. as long as they're not telling me during the game so i know okay why did we lose we didn't do this we didn't do this okay i get it i understand now so next game i go in i'll know what to expect or if i see these combination of players i know what they're going to try and do that's that's fine you know anything that's after the fact and doesn't directly contribute to you winning the game by saying hey don't go that way go this way it's it's fine and you know that's what the gaming community should probably focus more towards like post-op <laughs> post-op yeah. uh coaching i don't know because at the same point let's let's actually use esport teams as they are training they're playing against yeah. other players and something like that they quite literally do have people behind them saying hey you see what you did wrong there right you need to actually do this do that to the next so it's in a sense like the point the point why the teams probably felt a little miffed by it is because they actually have people doing this for them already now it was just an app so it would actually save them a little bit of money they maybe didn't have to go for coach all the time that kind of thing now it's not quite the same yeah but from a pro team you know most pro teams have a coach but the coach only can only interact with them either during a break or if you know they complete a round they can't interact with them during the game like they can't watch how everybody else is playing and make suggestions during the game i think that's a no-no but you know if you guys win or lose a match you're like, okay this is what you guys are doing this is what i've been noticing they're playing while you're playing this is a strategy to improve that's fine again it's not directly changing their strategies mid-game to improve their win rates you know it's just giving you a post evaluation on the situation to improve the game See, that's the thing i don't think that actually happens that way because from what i've seen a lot of players a lot of coaches will be coaching mid-game hmm. not, not during official games now during training matches when they're just playing against either their own teams or um oh, just well, casuals yeah, and stuff like obviously, that obviously that's a different situation like i guess they're trying to get them to think on the fly essentially so what's the difference between that and some advisor that if you're using it in a non-tournament manner again well see that's what that's what makes the difference between mods and, and cheats like if you're not if you, in a training session then it's understandable like we do it all the time so we're playing in a match we'll team up to coach each other between players to help you better understand what plays not to make but in a tournament setting when it's just you you're on your own like you'd want to have the voice of your coach in your head telling you that okay i shouldn't do this i shouldn't do that because you know in a training it doesn't go to a casual match doesn't go towards your rank you know or but a tournament when you're playing for a cash prize and you're playing for you know status or you know more points that's when it counts like if you can have someone directly in your ear or say even in your chat during a tournament telling you yo i'm i'm expecting your match you're doing this wrong that's 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 a problem because you have a, you now have essentially a, another set of eyes or a bot telling you yo don't do this don't do that that's cheating 
Because the other person does not have the same advantage. Yep. Now, here's the thing. That still doesn't quite answer why visor for casual matches. Bad thing. Well, I guess it was either or. Uh, if you play it in casual, then you could obviously play it in ranked, correct? There you go. Yep, you're right. So, like, using in one... Uh, use, you, I guess if they only allowed you to use in one, that would have been fine. But if they can't stop you from using it in both, then it's a problem. So that's, that's I think, the difference there. Like, hey, if it's only accessible, like if the developer said, we're, gonna, we're only going to make it accessible as a training tool in casual, then, you know, people want to get sweaty in casual, that's fine. Everybody will have access to it. The second you get in the rank system, then it's no longer there. Uh, or it's a dumbed-down version. It only gives you, say, 1% of information that would, I guess, I don't know. I've never seen it in action, but... Anything that's not directly contributing to a win, then you know. But if that wasn't the case, then it's like you know what, season this, <laughs> or we'll slap you with the big lawsuit, <laughs> <laughs> which they're known to do. <laughs> oh yeah, so I saw someone on Reddit post. Uh, they did something, and Blizzard hit them with a season desist, and he was hurt because he was doing it to promote Blizzard. I can't remember what it was. I got to find it. It's hilarious. And he was like, you know, long-term Blizzard. He's the Hearthstone from beta. And Blizzard is him with a cease and desist. He's like, you know, it's like your girlfriend breaking up with you. And you don't <laughs> even know why. You took her out to dinner. And she's like, this isn't going to work. He's like, what? What did I do? <laughs> he wanted but to she stop. Exactly. She obviously saw something different. And I was like, well, I guess that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I mean, quite honestly, like, at the end of the day, some of these cheats, like you mentioned, aren't worth it from either the time being placed into it. So, for example, back when uh, I used to mod my single player mobile games or even PC games, um, I'd have to use particular cheat engines, stuff like that, and have to like have to go and look for hex codes, try to de um, unencrypt them, but then try to find the th one or two things that actually change. And sometimes it's like 10 things that are changing at the same time. And so you have to slowly narrow it, narrow it, narrow it, narrow it. And then sometimes there's still three things left that are always changing and you're still not sure which one of those you should actually change. Yeah. Um, so that takes one, that takes a whole lot of time just for you to do that. Um, then there's two, Sometimes, you know, at the end of it, you can be cheating along and doing and like helping yourself out. Then you break the game. <laughs> <laughs> then you break the game or the game breaks you and says, whoop, we noticed what you're doing. You're banned. And or what I noticed what happened to a friend of mine, he there was one game um, on mobile. It was Dungeon Hunters or something like that. Anyway, essentially, he gave himself a bunch of coins to then buy like the in-stop things to improve his single-player experience. Oh, when Game Law found out about that. Next thing you know, the same amount of coins he had became... Yeah, so I... <laughs> I just uh, lagged out my computer. 
that. Um, but we're back. Now he's have this wicked little mark on his face. Nope. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> P PC massive blue screen. <laughs> but um Yeah, so that happened. Um I was saying something. Do you remember what it was? You were talking about him not being able to buy back any coins from being banned, essentially. Right, my friend. My... Um. Right. So this friend of mine, uh, he just essentially he was not able to buy back any of these coins. Well, or at least improve himself any because he now owed the company all the coins that he had cheated from the company which means that you know you're essentially screwed if you, if you want to yeah. play anything you you have to pay them back or just change your id if you really want to be clever you could just delete the game change your id log on to a new one and you know i mean but at the same time, that, that requires actually getting like making a new like email account. Yeah, everything. yep, that's the downside. So, yeah, that that didn't really work for him. He just stopped playing it. I mean, but it I, makes sense. I'd, I'd, I'd have given up. To, I'd have given it up too. I did laugh it's at not... him because I, I did warn him against it. Especially if it's a smaller game, where you know the. the player base is again a lot smaller they'd watch that kind of thing yep. kind of have to be aware of that yeah that was that was an interesting case so yeah sometimes it's it's uh you break your game the game breaks you uh you break someone else's game and then they really get pissed off at you um or you know just just random stupidity like that so all in all it's probably best not to get into that kind of scenario in my opinion i agree i would loudly i would wholeheartedly agree uh i, I uh, hopefully I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not gonna they're not gonna listen they may someday but not now uh there's the game called Two Dots mm. from mobile. You familiar with it? Oh yes. They have a, they have a new they have a newer version. They have the older one where you could kind of play for you know, play for free, but then they have the one that's an adventure. Yeah, and, and then you move between the different scenes and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, when I was in when I was still in its earlier phase, I was able to do the in-game thing, and I was able to increase my dot exploders and i did it just like some ridiculous numbers like in the thousands i still have them and they're dwindling now but you know that's gone so the experience has kind of become a little lesson now because i obviously don't have access to the plethora of boosts that i used to so it's slowly dwindling and they've now fixed those issues where you were able to do that so there's that but you know Again, at the time, it was a small game, and they didn't really notice it because you could have paid through Facebook. So, in-game purchases weren't really tracked like they are, like they were now. So, you actually have to be a little more careful. 
the games that I do or would say I kind of maybe sort of do that don't really need to be mentioned, they, I guess their, you know, fan base is too big that they don't, they'll never notice. It's too small of things that happen. One game in particular, I purchased every booster they had, every pack, every, everything, and some like 50 or 60. So it's essentially like three thousand dollars worth, and I was like, "This is ridiculous." There's in-game, and then this, then there's in-game robbery. That's robbery. Three thousand dollars worth just to enjoy the game properly. That's ridiculous. Actually, yeah, that kind of then goes into another like aspect of it. <laughs> How much are they trying to milk from you for a game yeah. compared to like a traditional like? 60 to uh, 99 dollar game essentially i agree like uh when does microtransactions no longer become micro Pretty that is the question when do they become that's mandatory good, that's a very good topic for another day but um yeah. uh i'll say this in rainbow six they have a lot of microtransactions but you right. know for costumes and stuff like that where they should be microtransactions if you want to pay for a new costume that's fine but you shouldn't have to pay for new for new characters. It's unfair. I've already spent sixty dollars on the game. There's no reason why I have to continue to pay every time you release a new character. You can by purchasing the season pass because they promised to continuously update the game, and they have been doing. They say they're going to update an additional fifty operators, which is a lot. And every season, which is every three months, they've been doing that. So essentially, like Blizzard, they come up with a new operator, a new map. They cycle out old maps, and then they bring them back later on as the game continues and you can purchase the operators or you can go the hard way and you can grind out and save the points like you save up enough for now and you can purchase an operator for thirty thousand, which is a lot so that's essentially i think like five to six hours gameplay to purchase one up continuously hmm. so in rainbow six that's a lot because some matches only last two three minutes wait what for the some matches, so so a round is essentially three minutes, and a match can go for ten minutes, and it's five players. Once you die, that's it. You, you're out. Okay. Okay. So eight, five to five to eight hours is a lot. That's multiple matches that usually last anywhere between five to six minutes. It's not as if it's not like Call of Duty where you could just keep going and shooting and you could rack up a high KD. No, you're you're capped. Your win rate is capped. Like, there's only so high your points can go. So you can't abuse the game. You know, you can play, you know, against the computer, but your points will be lower. Or you can play in ranked where your points will be doubled. But, you know, playing in ranked also means if you lose, you lose all, you lose your your ranking and you, you know, are cut points. So, you know, they have it pretty balanced. So it works. So, you know, by the time as the season roll around, I usually have enough to purchase two operators. So, you know, it's not, it's not, I, I don't really feel it. So I play the game, enjoy the game, play new operators, play new strats with my friends uh, and new operators come out, be enjoying more content. You know, the, those who purchase a season pass get access one week earlier, which is fair. You know, they should get the, to enjoy if they decide to pay, which is fine. So it's not a pay to win. It's just a pay earlier to enjoy. Yeah. And no, there are a lot of games that actually have that built in for their uh, if you do a pre-order or anything like that as well, you like you get two, three weeks, sometimes just a week, sometimes a month of um, you know, early access. 
which is which is understandable. Like if I decide to pay for it, then I should be given the privilege of more enjoyment for my money. Exactly. But when everybody can download the game for free, and the only reason I can beat everybody else is because I paid for all these transactions, it's ridiculous. It's like you know what? Keep your game, bro. Keep your rich kids who can obviously afford it. I'll go play my modded version <laughs> <laughs> offline, where I don't have to worry about that stress and that and the hassle. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ah, uh, but I think that actually kind of. Wraps us up for today. It's... Awesome, awesome. <laughs> what was that just now? That's what my girlfriend says. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's cute. That's cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that wraps us up for today. I'd like to thank my guests for coming on. So thank you, Nolly. Pleasure to be here, Jim. <laughs> and uh. For anyone else who's just joining in or who's listening to the podcast or anything like that, don't forget we have esports wrap every Tuesday at 6:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Thursdays we have our other show, More Tech, at 6:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. If you've missed any part of this episode, feel free to head over to our YouTube page or morecookies.com. That's m-o-a-r-cookies.com. YouTube is youtube.com/moarcookies, and. Uh, if you prefer audio versions, well, we are on podcasts as well, so feel free to listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, pretty much anything that you would be listening to podcasts on, we are there. So until next time, take care.